Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Okay. Hey, here we are again. Another Growing in Grace podcast, growingingrace.org, the website. You'll find all the past podcasts uh, archived right there. Again, growingingrace.org. You'll find uh, the links to social media and everything there as well. So thanks for coming along. I'm Joel Brzezinski, uh, the mic, uh, the ca- <laughs> the mic. I'm not the mic. You're not the mic. You are the cap, Mike Kapler. <laughs> He's with me. I'm talking into a mic. Mike at the mic. Mike on the mic. And so, um, yeah, the Grow and Grace podcast found every single week for the past 14 and a half years or, or whatever it's been, like we talked about last week. So the Holy Spirit, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit last week. We'll continue on with that this week. A week before last, we talked about the bait and switch, you know, where um, the church will tell you, it's all good news, come to Christ, it's free. And then you come into church, you, you, you come to Christ, and then they'll, they'll lay down all the things that you have to do. <laughs> and I think it's the same sometimes with the Holy Spirit. You know, we have the Holy Spirit. He's at work in us and through us. And that's really good because we know that we can't do it. We need the Holy Spirit. But then before you know it, we are the ones who are trying to conjure up the Spirit. We're begging Him to please come. We're begging the Holy Spirit to do something. And it all becomes about us and what we do to try to get the Holy Spirit to do something. And guess what? That is self-righteousness. You might not see it that way, but you might not understand it that way. But if you think about it, you are trying to get God to do something by what you do. That is self-righteousness. That is yourself trying to get God to do something. That's not grace. And God operates in our lives through his grace. You know, Paul says, grace and peace to you. He's wanting people to experience the grace of God. And so the Holy Spirit works in us by the grace of God. And so we'll continue talking this week about uh, the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah, I mean, grace and peace, just about every letter Paul wrote, and and he often closed with uh, grace and peace. And so it it is all about that. I I think, you know, sometimes we, you're right, Joel, I mean, we we try to create an atmosphere or we, we try to create something either by our own effort or by a group effort that's going to be pleasing to God so that he'll show up in a special way, whether it's in our church service or whatever. You know, we we try to create the right music. We invite God to show up, and there's all kinds of different magic chants in which we can try to get God to do that. But we say, come on, God, come on. come on. Well, we want you here, God. We want you in our presence. And I get it. People mean well. They're sincere. I'm not trying to make fun of people. I'm not trying to laugh at anybody. This, this is just something that's unnecessary because God is in you. <laughs> He's in you. Let me say it one more time. God lives in you by his spirit. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't come and go. 
he never leaves. He's with you through the thick and the thin, the good and the bad, and he understands you better than you understand yourself. He's compassionate towards you. He's crazy about you. He loves you so much. This is where we are now because of what Jesus did on our behalf. You know, sometimes even in our, in our church services, in our prayer groups, we're trying to invite God to show up. We're trying to create an atmosphere. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is not limited you could go down to a bar or a tavern down the street or a dance club or whatever, and the power of God is not limited to a church. He can show up in special ways in those places too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, but in church sometimes we're just trying to we're trying to stir up God so that he'll manifest himself in special ways. Well, you know, when Paul talked to the Corinthians about manifestations, the gifts of the Spirit that sometimes can occur at any time and any place, those occur as he wills. There's really nothing we can do to conjure it up. You know, Joel, I grew up, uh, much of the my years growing up was in the 1970s. And back then, I don't know if this is still a big deal or not, but back then it, it was because there was just all kinds of experimenting going on in many, di- in many different ways, spiritually and otherwise. And, and one of those things was seances <laughs> and Ouija boards and trying to, you know, conjure up spirits and talk to people who have passed on. And which the Bible kind of warns people against, but uh, even under the law. But, um, you know, to, to me, it's it's a little bit like a, a spiritual seance to try to get the Holy Spirit to show up. Um, we don't need to be doing that. And, uh, you know, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm making a little bit light of it here, but it's kind of a serious thing because people are always wondering where they stand with God. You know, is, is he still with me? Is, is he angry at me? And did he depart? Am I still saved? I mean, there's all kinds of those questions that get asked that should never be asked by a believer in Christ. That's right. And a lot of times we have to say what we're not saying. We're not saying that God doesn't do big things, that the Holy Spirit doesn't do miraculous things. He does all kinds of things. He's at work in the lives of believers all around the world in in many ways that I think some of us have, have begun to take for granted, perhaps. Like you're saying, those various gifts of the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit at work in us. Uh, doing those things, producing, guess what? The fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of us. So we're not saying that God can't or won't do big, miraculous things or do things that bring about an emotional experience, but we have made it about us needing some sort of emotional experience in order to uh, receive what we think is the, the testimony of the Holy Spirit in us. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit testifies that we are the children of God. We think that we need some big thing in order just for it to be proven to us, for lack of a better word, that that God is here with us. We don't really need that. And so we try to, you use the word atmosphere, we try to set some sort of atmosphere. A lot of times in churches it is, it's through the music, it's through the lighting, it's through the special way that the person will talk. He'll he'll just talk and make it really sound really important. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit, now everybody just be quiet and let the Holy you know, it, it will make we'll we will try to do things to make God do things. And then when something happens, we think that it's because we've conjured him up somehow. And so then we'll do it again the next week or the next week or the next week. And again, (laughs) we're not trying to put down anybody or anything. We're just saying, let's not make it about us. Let's just realize that God, again, I think I brought this up last week, is at work in us 
to will and to do according to his good pleasure. He began a good work in us, Philippians 1.6 says, and he is faithful to complete it. It's not that we began a good work for God, and now we need to be faithful to complete it. Or, or it's not even that he began a good work in us, and we need to be faithful to complete it. It's he began a good work, and he's faithful to bring that work to completion. He's the one who began it. He's happy to do it. <laughs> he's happy to do it. And so uh, we can relax, just let go and, and let him do his thing. Uh, Jesus had said that the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. So is everyone who was born of the Spirit. He doesn't say, so is the Spirit. He doesn't say the Spirit comes and goes. You don't know where it's coming from, where it's going. He says, everyone born of the Spirit. That's the way it is. Uh, because we don't always know what the Holy Spirit is doing. But the Holy Spirit is always doing something. He's always at work in us. He loves us, and he's always making sure that his work is being accomplished in and through us, again, even if we can't always see it. Yeah, well, and there you go. I, I, but so we got this comforter now <laughs> who lives in us. I mean, this isn't, you know, when you go to church, it's, it's not like following the yellow brick road. You know, we're off to see the wizard, and hopefully he'll show up. Hopefully he'll give us some gifts and some talents and whatever it is that we need. That's really not what this is about. And and so this is good news here, you see, because under the Old Testament, you can see that God was at work doing many mighty, miraculous things, and he would come upon people in special ways. We've got something better than that now, <laughs> where he doesn't have to come and go and you know fall upon people in special ways over and over again. God doesn't come and go, that's my point, because he abides in us, he lives in us. And as you mentioned, Joel, and this is a biggie, that the fruit that we bear is, is not our own, it, it's his. It's his living in us, flowing through us, working through us. And, and again, those manifestations, those special things that, that can happen, um, certainly, uh, that's as as God wills, as the Spirit wills, and He'll He'll flow through us that way in in, in those special ways. So, uh, th this is just such a positive thing. I, I just I have such a passion for people not to fall into the mindset that the Holy Spirit comes and goes because that there's just a bit of double talk with that, a bit of a contradiction of sorts to say we're going to invite Him. When he's already in us, mm. uh, there's just something isn't locking up quite right there. That the fittings aren't joined together the way they they need to be. It's and and I understand that. Look, there's all kinds of different views and and opinions and you know different th theology out there. I get it. In the big scheme of things, there's really very little that we know. <laughs> yeah, I know we think we know things, and I know we're opinionated, and I know we get frustrated when people don't agree with us on the Bible uh, or the things of God. But I guess what I'm saying is it's okay that we can sometimes view things a little bit differently and still get along with each other as long as, you know, we're, we're rallying around Jesus Christ and the cross and faith instead of works, those kinds of things, some of the foundational things that the new covenant is built upon. And we've got this helper now, this comforter, who's there to remind us, to convict us, of the righteousness of God. It's not our righteousness, 
thank God for the improvements that we make in our lives, but it's always about his righteousness in us. And so even when we fall and fail and flounder, the Holy Spirit is there to you know always pick you back up and, and to remind you. If necessary, he'll slap you like Mo from the Three Stooges. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> if necessary. But he'll remind you that you are the righteousness of God in him. Yeah, and, and uh, I think what I want to finish with is just the understanding that the work— of the Holy Spirit in us is according to God's grace. It's not according to our, again, conjuring up of him. It's not according to us trying to get him to do something. It's according to God's grace. Many times Paul says, according to the grace of God, according to the riches of his grace, according to the gift of the grace of God given to me, according to grace, that's the work of the Holy Spirit in us. It's all according to God's grace. And so that's, again, a reason why we can rest and relax and let God do his work according to his grace, not according to our self-efforts and not according to our self-righteousness, not according to what we can conjure up for him and not according to us trying to get him to do something. Rest and relax. Let it be about God's grace, the work of the Holy Spirit in you. Well, in 1987, Ronald Reagan said this. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. However, 2,000 years approximately before that, another wall was torn down, a middle wall of separation. Jesus tore down that wall. We'll talk about that and all that went along with it next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.